Good evening, Nicola. How are you this fortnight? We haven't spoken for two weeks on this podcast. Yes, we've both been on our hollybobs. I mean, how bad for us? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, the reason last week, it, we, we were both at home in between times. Yes, but, um, yeah. Sickness. I was feeling like, oh, this day last week, I was not well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, rallied. So I was able to hit the <laughs> hit the sunbed in uh, Lanzarote. So uh, now it was good. As well. How was your holiday? How did you enjoy yourself? Very good. It was lovely. But yes, same thing. I was feeling a bit sick before I went. Dust was causing me hassle. I was like bringing out my summer wardrobe and was after oh, a margarita. So it wasn't exactly like doing it carefully. <laughs> last minute packing. Totally last yeah. minute. So like the dust, I'm so allergic to dust. I should have put on a mask or something. So I was like <laughs> dying. And then that's turned into like a full-blown science infection and I'm now two weeks in and still not feeling 100%. Oh, so. mate, it's terrible, yeah. I, mm. I was beginning to think, like, I, my cough kind of went away while I was away and then I came back and it started again and I was like, I'm allergic to this house. That's what's going on. Yeah, but um, also there's so much COVID going around. It's like I have to keep testing myself because it's like, I'm sick anyway. So I picked up COVID. I might not know the difference. <laughs> so I yeah, keep I was testing, testing with a lot as well. Yeah, it's a shame, isn't it? But um, Tenerife was nice anyway. It was lovely, absolutely lovely. Weather was a bit mixed, but I didn't mind. And uh, got a nice colour. Mm. And yeah, all good. And yours? How was your holiday? Yeah, our weather <laughs> was a bit mixed as well. I mean, I was only away for three nights, but um, it was nice, you know. But it's it's that thing of like, and I'm going to sound really ungrateful here now. But you like, you're beginning to relax and then you have to come back. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but do you know what? It was nice all the same. We did a bit of walking on the days that the weather was overcast. We drank loads of wine and <laughs> ate loads of nice food. And but the rest of the time just sat beside the pool when we could when it was sunny. Um, the only major disappointment of the whole thing was we were trying for Glastonbury tickets on the <laughs> Thursday and the Sunday and not a bloody sausage between us. And I don't want to talk about it because I might cry. Okay. Yeah, we'll try. We'll try. And when is it? October the, for next year? Is it or two years time? Yeah. We'll try for well. you. We'll, we'll move on. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So no, it was nice. It was nice. But um, yeah, getting into about a bit of routine now here again. And uh, yeah, poor old Effie was sick while I was away, of course, because that's what happens when you leave. Your children decide to get sick. But thankfully, it was very uh, just like a one or two pukes and that was it. Um, yeah, everyone is sick, though. Everyone either has COVID, mm. the vomiting bug. Uh, hate calls, sinuses, uh, chest mm. infections. Like, it's just, what is going on? I don't know if it's a change of weather here because it was sunny for a week. <laughs> Did everyone just strip off? <laughs> the reopening of society again, I suppose, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. and St. Patrick's Day here has obviously fixed everything up as well. Like, but mm-hmm. um, actually, we were when we were in Tenerife, there was, uh, we were, you know, trying to get into an Irish pub on the night of Paddy's Day and they were like, no, look, it's fully reserved tonight. And I was like, Jesus, right. Okay, no bother. And to be honest, we were wrecked anyway. We were up from 4 a.m. But the next day I was looking at their social media because I wanted to see if they were open for the match or if we could just go in for the match on the Saturday. Mm. And Daniel O'Donnell and Magella had been there that night. Oh, my God. So you I was it. so close yet so far from Daniel. <laughs> oh, that would have been a treat, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, the pictures were gas the next day of like him doing the bloody conga and everything around the pub. Like, oh. Sure, they probably had a massive session, yeah. They All must the live plastic there. Paddies. Yeah, they must All have All the plastic paddies on top of the other paddies, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but, um, I thought they yeah. broke up at one point, but obviously not. Um, Daniel and Magella. We um, 
Yeah, ours, our Paddy's Day was very strange. I woke up with like total FOMO that we weren't in Ireland because obviously the two bank holidays or whatever. But um, anyway, I got the girls dressed in green and put the rosettes my mother sent on <laughs> them and it was all very, very cute. cute. Um, but a couple of days later, I was so proud. I still came home. Excuse me. My sinuses are at me, so you're, I'm going to be talking to I my I thought you were crying. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. I still came home with this. They have these little like uh, certs of excellence and it said... She got one and I was like, oh my God, it's amazing when you get one, you know. And yeah. her said, for sharing your home learning about St. Patrick's Day and oh. for singing your song in Irish. <laughs> I was like, that is so cute. But then I was so like, oh my cute. God, what did we tell her about St. Patrick's Day? And also, it was Stuart's birthday that week. So I taught her to sing happy birthday in Irish. So oh, that's what she brilliant. was singing. But like so good that she remembered it to sing in school, isn't it? Uh, stop. It was so cute. I was so proud of her. I was like, go on the baddies. <laughs> <laughs> Very cute. It was so, so nice yeah, to acknowledge it. It. Uh, it was lovely. It was so nice. But um, yeah, so that was it. And then um, yeah, we've just been I've just back from holiday since Sunday. So flat to the mat, you know, mm-hmm. busy at work and all that jazz. So all go. But um, yeah, should we rock on and we'll um, yes, let's rock. You know, give people what they're here for. Number one. One. So. I'm not sure if this, well, it's not good news, but it's not devastating news, but it's kind of expected. Uh, Becoming a dad is good for your career, but guess what? The same cannot be said for women who become mothers. (laughs) Uh, Oh, how I could have guessed that. (laughs) Exactly. This is an EU-wide study shows that having children in the household negatively affects the employment rate of women, while it positively affects the employment rate of men, Mm. whatever the educational attainment level of the parents. This info was published as a part of a series of articles in the run-up to the International Women's Day at the start of March by Eurostat. Uh, In 2020, 77% of women aged 25 to 54 without children were employed in the EU. On the other hand, women of this age with children had a lower employment rate at 72%. Children Mm. in the household had an opposite effect on the employment rate of men in this age group. Men without children had a lower employment rate of 81% than men with children. 91%. I thought that wow. was very interesting. That's a big gap. Yeah. Uh, moreover, almost one in four women with children aged 25 to 54, uh, 24% to be precise, had a part-time job in 2020, while this share reached only 16% among women without children. Once again, this had the opposite effect on men. Men with children had a lower part-time employment rate, which was 5%, than men without children, 7%. The higher, level, the higher the level of education, the smaller the employment gap between people with and without children. In 2020, the difference in the employment rate of women with or without children was smaller for women with higher levels of education. Men experienced similar effects. Although the study didn't show data for Ireland, data, data, here we go, fucking game. <laughs> Um, it doesn't indicate that Europe has a long way to go when it comes to employment equality for parents. Meanwhile, the gender pay gap seems to be narrowing. In an early report, Eurostat did prove that the gender pay gap is tightening. Hallelujah. Great. And shared in 2020 that women's gross early earnings were on average 13% below those of men in the EU. But in the space of eight years between 2012 and 2020, the EU gender gap was reduced from 16.4% to 13%. Eight years to go down 3.4%. Mm. Must try harder. There you go. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It just doesn't impact well. men mm. as much as women for sure. Like Because 
well, in this country, sure, you're taking, you know, six months for sure off and potentially a year off if you're lucky enough to be in a company that'll give it to you. And yeah. you have to, just from managing people who've gone on maternity leave and stuff, it's kind of tough because, you know, for them, they sometimes feel, okay, my career is paused now. You know, I can't really mm. think about it because I don't know when I'll be here. You know, that kind of, it's, it's very mm. difficult. Yeah. The funny thing though about this study is like, yeah, you'd expect it to be less, you'd expect it the situation for women i.e. having children damages your career chances however that men it actually improves their career chances having children it's adding insult to injury (laughs) (laughs) yeah do you know like why is that it's adding some sort of value to them like that they think that they're I I suppose there's probably got something to do with age you know so maybe the older they are the more likely they are to have kids blah 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 but maybe they look more responsible and more yeah. settled down and less of a liability you know um than a single person i don't know maybe they're yeah. maybe they're maybe they're seen as being less sort of transient in their work you know that they're more likely to stay mm-hmm. on in a job longer because they have kids and they have dependents or whatever i don't know but sure, you're but not anyway. even supposed to know about any of that stuff though when you apply for a position or any of that stuff. Like you're not supposed uh, to yeah, talk about sure, that. Yeah, but sure, like, hello, but, social yeah. media, LinkedIn, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you can find true, out fairly yeah. quickly if someone's got kids, you know. But um, they can't it's ask true. you about it, but they can certainly find out. Interesting. So yeah, that was that. But um, my original thing for number one was uh, Iris Apfel is doing H&M collaboration. But then I was like, oh. I don't really have much to say about that, except it's cool. Go and it check is it cool, out. cool, yeah. Um, except for lots of people slate H&M because their sizes are terrible, you know. So like, even have they when... not fixed that yet? No, I don't know. I don't think so. I well, the one McSherryan about it and stuff. So, yeah. yeah, the one thing that really caught my eye of the collection, and actually, it's all cool was a frog necklace. So oh, cool. actually that's uh, that's size free. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> um, nice. So moving on, number two. Two. So number two, uh, there's been a few things on telly and obviously it's been two weeks. So we have lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, the mm. first thing to talk about, which I was very surprised that I would enjoy, is the Netflix series Drive to Survive. <laughs> have you heard about it? I have never even heard of it. Yeah, what? No. So no. the reason I heard about this is that my good pal Elaine was harping on to me for ages to watch it. Um, mm. It's funny because she's not really into sport, but uh, this is all about Formula One. And Formula said, oh, One. Yeah, yeah. So she said to watch it. She really enjoyed it. I know. Well, have you taken your temperature today? What's I know. Plan? I know. Yeah. But um, very interesting. Now it's a reality TV, and we know uh. how I feel about reality TV. But it's not like any of the fabricated drama and stuff like, I mean, it's just very well edited about the racing and what goes on in the background and stuff like that. It's brilliant. I was very reluctant to watch it. Like her, um, Elaine and Jared both watched it, I'd say like eight months ago and both were telling me to watch it and I was very reluctant to watch it. But it's very good. I mean, it's all about, you get to know like all the teams and like mm. the underdog teams and stuff, which I love. There's like this team called Hass. You see reality TV, is it constructed kinda, reality or no, is it actual No, no, no. It's just, I just call it reality TV because it's literally like real life TV. Like they're just okay. following. Right, okay. <laughs> no, yeah, but it's reality TV. Like that's what I, it I is. I don't know what, when, no, there's reality TV and then there's like constructed reality, which is stuff like, you know, yes, uh, the, the, the one Selling Sunset and the Housewives yeah, ones. Yeah. No, They're no, all no. constructed this reality. Is, okay. No, it's you. very well edited to like add the tension mm. and stuff like that. But it's basically just about the Formula One, just about the okay. drivers in the Formula One. You don't even see their personal lives really. Like it's oh. just about 
the racing and cool. like what it's about and how Formula One runs and all the different teams. And obviously you've like people yeah. like Lewis Hamilton and that in Mercedes and they're the big guns mm. like that have won it mm-hmm. years in a row. And then you have Red Bull who are like the other kind of top team and and for stepping. For stepping, exactly. For and Mercedes. like yeah. the, the drivers do talk and like in the first season there's not as many there's four seasons of it like and they followed the last four years from 2018 to 2021 and I'm sure they're making one now for 2022 but uh, like give it a go it was mm. I was really like oh I don't know I'm definitely not going to watch this even Jerry was watching a few episodes and I had my airpods in watching something on my phone because I was so opposed to watching it but then I actually started watching it and it's really really good and we've blitzed the Although Jerry's seen some of them, we've blitzed the four seasons now in the last few weeks, and it's brilliant. And on Netflix, and cool. really gripping, and like something to make of, Formula One interesting. <laughs> but it is actually very interesting, and there's a mm. great character. The Haas team is like this kind of, I don't know, they're kind of lower budget. You know, they don't underdogs. have budget. Total underdogs, yeah. and they're mm-hmm. the guy who like runs them is called Gunter, and he is just the best character ever really? like such an underdog and the stuff he comes out with is freaking hilarious he's from real north of Italy and he has the funniest accent ever and he just is you just feel so sorry for them because they keep fucking everything up so it's brilliant <laughs> like and he's yeah. such a likable character because he's so real and so like yeah, yeah. this is fucking shit and you know <laughs> and, uh, so he really I really love him now and even we watched it on Sunday the actual Formula One um, the second race of the season and you found yourself shouting for found, them yeah exactly mm-hmm. for like the underdog you know and they mm-hmm. you know now I understand kind of how they get points and all that mm-hmm. so it's way more enjoyable when you actually understand how to okay, yeah. follow it you know so it was mm. brilliant and then uh, of course Bridgerton but I've only watched two episodes so I'm going to reserve my comments oh, on I it forgot until Bridgerton week. is back oh I'll try and get that started as well so yeah yeah so I'm going to reserve my comments on that until next week and the other thing then that some people might also enjoy is on Channel 4 I have been watching Married at First Sight Australia <laughs> oh <laughs> which is so such trash I love it it's did great. we talk about it a few weeks ago no Married at First Sight what did we talk about? Oh no, we talked about the other one. The blind. Real Housewives. Love is blind. Love is blind. <laughs> yes. Love is blind. It, it's uh, kind of similar in the sense that like they yeah. don't know each other. They meet at the altar. Yeah. They get married. Like they're not married legally, obviously. Like I always kind of was like, are they getting married legally? And then they're supposed to live to each other and see, do they like each mm-hmm. other? But it's not. It's like a whole show, mm-hmm. like, you know. But mm-hmm. it's great drama. It's on, mm-hmm. it's been on for the last two or three weeks now. So there's about 20 episodes so far. It's all on the 4OD app too, if you're looking for something to kind of stream mm-hmm. that's kind of mindless. But like some of the couples are horrific, like they hate each other and some have left already. And <laughs> really? it's great just to see kind of the interactions and how mm-hmm. they get on. And then they're kind of turning on each other, some of the group and stuff. So it's brilliant drama. <laughs> so yeah, been some good TV now lately, I must say. So enjoying and it. And come here, what about the TV of the year? Uh, the old schlack by Will Smith yeah I was, I'm going to talk about that a bit more actually in my uh, internet bit in a minute but uh, yeah bizarro wasn't it just bizarre just so bizarre I just can't get my head around it like mm. on so many different levels like I don't like Chris Rock much anyway no but like since when is it alright to go and slap somebody for yeah, exactly. a joke like, I, just, I don't get yeah. that like and I don't get why he was allowed up on the stage Surely yeah, anyone well, who's like, up on was... the stage that isn't supposed to be up on the stage should be stopped from going up on the stage, like for security reasons. But then I suppose they're all That was rich, one thing. Like, things. I'd say they were just like, oh, this is going to be funny. You know, the way he got up and went towards him. I'm sure even Chris Rock was like, oh, no, oh, no. Like, 
But the fact that they allowed him to go up and accept his Oscar afterwards, like 20 minutes later, it was just bizarre. Very strange. Now, I saw a headline today that said he'd apologised to Chris Rock. I didn't read it. But um, but then at the same time, like, you could see why someone would be re-offended on behalf of their wife or their partner. Of and course, it was but really it's the Oscars, like, subject. and it's supposed to be professional. Like, you just yeah. reserve that until after. Anyway, or, we'll talk about that more because I okay. do want to talk about it more a little bit later, so we'll pause I was just going to say, he could have just got up and walked out, you know, which would have been exactly. maybe a more powerful statement. But anyway, and he would have saved his face. But anyway. Uh, and Chris's. Okay. And Chris's face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very good. TV, I haven't watched that much TV recently because I was away, but we finished This Is Gonna Hurt. It was excellent, if you still haven't watched it. I finished it. Uh, oh no, I've half the last one to watch. I fell asleep. And <laughs> still back on Killing Eve as well. And a few bits on Netflix. Yeah, I'll, I'll be more I'll be more focused next week. I'm a bit all over the place this week. So. Yes, um, I know. We are still in holiday mode. Just That's up the walls, yeah. Um, cool. Okay, number three. Three. So, more Oscars, number three. I thought this week we would pay homage to a local girl from Killarney. Oh, Jessie Buckley. Jessie Buckley, yeah. Did you see her? She looked lovely. Oh, she looks stunning. Yeah, I thought her dress was one of the nicest on the red carpet, yeah, I have to cool. say. But for those of you who don't know, Jessie Buckley is from Killarney, County Kerry, where we're from. Uh, so we're very <laughs> proud of her and she has just done us very proud. Uh, by being nominated for the Best Supporting Actress Oscar this year. But we'll get on to that in a minute. Uh, But she was born in December 1989. It says in Killarney. Pretty sure she wasn't born in Killarney, but she grew up in Killarney. The daughter of Marina Cassidy and Tim Buckley. Her mother encouraged her to sing and coached her from a young age. She she went to school in the Ursuline Secondary School in Thurless, County Tipperary, where her mother worked as a vocal coach and she performed in school productions. She played a number of male roles at school, including the male lead role of Tony in the musical West Side Story and Freddie Trumper in chess. She attended summer workshops with the Association of Irish Musical Societies to improve her singing and acting and it was here that she was recognised as a talented actress and encouraged to apply for drama school in London. Just before she auditioned for I'd Do Anything, she was turned by not one but two drama schools, including one the day before her first audition for the show. In 2008, she won the Ames Best Actress Award for her portrayal of Julie Jordan in the Killarney Musical Society's production of Carousel. I didn't know Killarney Musical Society was in that league, but there you go. Um, but they were, I think, um, a few years later as well, they were nominated for something else. Wow. They've been nominated for a few things. Yeah. Amazing. I've never actually been to one of their performances, to my shame. But anyway, um, yeah. Buckley competed in I'd Do Anything, a search for a new unknown lead to play Nancy in a London West End stage revival of the British musical Oliver. She reached the final on the 31st of May 2008, finishing in second place behind Jodie Prenger. Do we know whatever happened to her? Uh, I didn't know, but it was so good. It was such a good reality. It was. Not reality free, but you know, like that search, talent search yeah. kind of thing. Oh, I loved it. Was it was the first of Even its now, kind, I'm wasn't still it? like, that was brilliant. Yeah. yeah, so good. Buckley was offered the opportunity to understudy Nancy, but turned it down in favour of another production. Uh, on the 10th of October 2008, it was announced that Buckley would appear in a revival of Stephen Sondheim's musical A Little Night Music in the role of Anne Eagerman. Um, she appeared alongside Maureen Lippman and Hannah Waddingham in the production. Uh, of oh sorry in the production of A Little Night Music um, blah 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 that's all about her she played like basically she went on to do a lot of um, 
musicals in London. Then she graduated from the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art in January 2013 and spent that summer season at Shakespeare's Globe playing Miranda in The Tempest. Um, she also played the part of Emily Strong in Rosamond Pilcher's four-part TV ad- adaptation of her book Shades of Love, which aired in September 2013. In s- the same the same month, Buckley appeared opposite Jude Law in Michael Granger's West End production Henry the Fifth, and she played Perdita in the Kenneth Branagh Theatre Company's production of The Winter's Tale, which was streamed live to cinemas worldwide on the 26th of November that year. Uh, she her big break came when in 2016 Buckley appeared as. Maria Bolkonskaya in the BBC's new dramatisation of War and Peace. She received... Oh, it was so good. I loved it. She was such a interesting character in it, but it was so good, so that good. series. Yeah, definitely we're watching if you haven't seen it. Um, she received acclaim for her performance with Viv Grosskrop um, of The Guardian, citing her performance as a highlight of episode two, writing that she plays this supposedly plain and pious character beautifully. She went on to appear mm. in a number of other BBC dramas around this time and in 2018 she received acclaim for her lead performance as Moll Huntford in the psychological thriller Beast. I don't remember seeing that. Um, a British no. made film set on Jersey. She played the lead role in the 2019 country music drama Wild Rose which earned I like that. Buckley the opportunity to perform music from the film at the Glastonbury Festival. The official... Glastonbury? Anyway, the official... She got to play at Glastonbury, yeah. not mad. Strange. The official soundtrack from the film reached number one on the UK country album charts. I'm so sorry, my sinuses are terrible. <laughs> oh, so the two of us were like, <laughs> oh my god. In 2019, she appeared as, and I'm going to butcher this as well, Lyudmila Ignantenko in, Cher- in Chernobyl <laughs> and in other films such as the biopic. Oh, yeah, she was very she good. She was very too, good. Sorry, in I keep Chernobyl. interrupting you because I'm like, that was good. That was good. That was <laughs> she good. was very good in Chernobyl as well, yeah. Uh, she was also in the biopic of Judy Garland. She was in a film called Courier and I'm thinking of ending. Things, which was uh, the Charlie Kaufman film on Netflix. Uh, also in 2020, Buckley had a lead role as nurse Oretta Mayflower in the fourth season of the FX black comedy Fargo, which I haven't watched either. Um, anyway, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, here we go. 2021, Buckley starred as the younger version of Lida Caruso in Maggie Gyllenhaal's feature directorial debut, The Last Order. I didn't know it was Maggie Gyllenhaal that directed it until today. Um, hmm. alongside Olivia Colman who portrayed the character's older counterpart I can't wait to watch that actually it sounds brilliant it received acclaim from critics for her performance Buckley won a Gotham Independent Film Award for Outstanding Supporting Performance and was nominated for a BAFTA Award for Best Actress in a Supporting Role she also received her first nomination for the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress at the 94th Academy Awards which is absolutely amazing Um Buckley was asked by Eddie Redmayne to star alongside him as Sally Bowles in a revival of the musical Cabaret. The production eventually opened in the West End in November 2021 and she received a 2022 Olivier Award nomination for Best Actress in a Musical. She is absolutely smashing it, isn't she? Like, she's doing Unbelievable, but like, she's really like... You know, there's not that many young actresses that probably have that much classical experience. Like, yeah. that's a pure, like, yeah. you know, like people like Judy Dench and like mm-hmm. Helen Mirren and all those, they all started off in the theatre mm-hmm. and they've lasted as long as they have because they have that foundation. There's not that many young women actresses who have that experience. She's multi talented, though. You know? Like, I mean, obviously, she's a singer as yeah. well and she has the musical theatre background. But um, I think when I was researching her today, I read as well that she could play the harp, the piano, and something else. Like she's Amazing. obviously very smart as well. Um, she's got loads of big projects coming up as well with big names. Um, 
But anyway, in 2019, she was recognised by Forbes in its annual 30 under 30 list. And in 2020, wow. she was listed at number 38 on the Irish Times list of Ireland's greatest film actors. She'll be gone way up in that now. Um, and apparently she's living in Norfolk, which is a bit random. And I think she's single, but I'm not sure. So there you go. Hmm. Our Jessie Buckley. Yeah. Three Fox. And representing, and it makes me laugh that... Uh, Killarney has had two Nosc- uh, Nosker, Oscar nominated people from there between Michael Fassbender and her. It's so random. Isn't it so random? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, so it's funny. For a small town, we punch well above our weight, huh? They've got Michael Fassbender, you, Jesse Buckley, and the Fox Force 5 podcast, and Jack Patrick Healy. That's it. <laughs> Oh yeah, true. Um, I was at the olive stand in Douglas there on Saturday. <laughs> there was a guy selling olives, <laughs> and he was the fucking image of Michael Fassbender, no. like the big sharky smile and everything. I was half oh, like buying my Is he olives. Researching a character, <laughs> Fassbender selling olives in Cork. No joke, like very handsome man, and like that big massive smile. And he was asking me if I knew the names of the olives and stuff. It's like half, half woo, the, um, blushing. The uh, olive sale rate is going to go through the roof <laughs> in the English market. <laughs> I must go back again. No, it was the Douglas market. Oh, so Douglas? it's only down the road. Oh my so God, down, every week. Down for a little look now oh, on hilarious. Saturday again. <laughs> I'll be at the regular at the olives then. <laughs> <laughs> be like, hey, Nicola. How are you today? Ooh, <laughs> oh, yeah. very good. All right. Um, well, you can tell us all about olives then, can't you? Um, moving along, number four. So I saw somebody recommend this this week because on the back of the Will Smith thing, because um, I suppose. So one thing for me, right, is I'm terrible with reading books and stuff and autobiographies and biographies and all that stuff. I'm very bad for reading, but I always find them fascinating when people tell me about them, Mm. you know, in terms of like if somebody read, you know, somebody's memoir. Mm. I love hearing about them and telling me all about this celebrity that we don't really know that much about. So I saw somebody recommend this um, after in the week of what Will Smith did. And it's called, so it's a podcast, but it's called Celebrity Memoir Book Club. So it's kind of very niche, obviously. It's definitely not for everybody. But um, so it's actually these two comedians, Claire Parker and Ashley Hamilton, who do the podcast. And what they do is they basically read memoirs and then they have a book club podcast about idea. it. So they'll basically discuss the yeah. memoir. Really good because like someone like me, I think it's fascinating. I would love to hear it. But at the same time, I'm not going to read mm. it, you know. Mm. And so I listened to their one on Will Smith and I really enjoyed it. So actually since then, I've listened to three or four of them. Mm. And it's all totally random. Like it, they did one on like the Bella Twins who are from the WWE and they had a, a memoir released in 2020 and they did that. And that was really interesting to like listen to their take on it. And it's funny too. Like so obviously it's not all the depressing stuff that people write about in their memoirs because obviously a lot of these people have dark past or histories and stuff that they obviously will talk about but it was very interesting to hear their take on Will Smith and like his book and like straight just he's a strange individual mm. but I would never read his book so it was great to I have get, yeah. that insight into him as a character mm. you know and like there was one point where they're talking about like how he kind of he takes on the character he's kind of turning turning himself into a method actor and stuff like that and it kind of rings truth then with the way he was on Tuesday the way in his acceptance speech then he was on about Richard Williams mm-hmm. is it Richard Williams mm. and how like he was a great defender of his family mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. maybe this is kind of him copying that kind of persona that he was portraying and stuff like that but there's loads like 
Um, I listened to the Dave Grohl one, which was really interesting. And like I said, (laughs) randomly the Bella Twins, because I just like them. But like there's loads, pretty much anyone you could think about is there. Like the Tina Fey one, which I had actually read the book. Um, My buddy Denise had given it to me before. But it was nice to re-listen to Mm, it and kind of mm. get their take on it and stuff. Mm. They've been going for a good few years and they have, there's loads of them. I mean, there must be like, I don't know, there's definitely over... 30 of them different ones mm. and it seems to be like every week or every two weeks that they release it so it's not nice it's kind of different interesting one and totally different every week and obviously if there's somebody you're not very interested in you can just skip that week or whatever you know roughly uh, how long are they they're about an hour okay about an hour or less not yeah. less than reading so, the actual uh, book <laughs> exactly and it's funny you know because it's obviously yeah. their take on it you know so it's kind of nice to mm-hmm. get their input as well and it's not that like not that serious yeah. you know um celebrity yeah so i thought celebrity um, memorable club yeah so cool. uh bit of a different kind of one yeah. for this week but, well yeah. i love autobiographies i love reading autobiographies more probably than any other genre of literature and the last autobiography i read was miriam margulies and it was mm. actually i listened to it and like you i never have time for actually sitting down and reading um, except when I'm on holidays, maybe. And it, anyway, it was 18 and a half hours long. <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> So Christ. it took me about three months to get through it because I only ever really listened to it when I'm on my runs and stuff like that. So, yes, I could identify with, you know, this is a faster way to um, to read it. But like last year, it's, I read Sinead O'Connor's. It was idea. brilliant. I read Mariah Carey's. That was very good as well. Yeah, they're very... I like to learn something from what I read, you know, and you do kind of with autobiographies. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, so, but I will be checking that out. I like the sound of that. Uh, yeah. Cool. Okay, number five. This week. Five. Two bits of news this week. Uh, first, it's being alleged in a UK high court dispute over the, uh, over, over group touring money that Boy George conspired to defraud his former culture club bandmate out of nearly a quarter of a million dollars. I don't know why we're talking in dollars, but there you go. Mm. Uh, drummer Jan Moss is bringing a legal challenge against the band's lead singer, um, guitar, guitarist Roy Hay and bassist Michael Craig after allegedly being expelled by their manager in September 2018 following 37 years of service. Mr. Mass argues he is owed an outstanding balance of about, it's about a quarter of a million dollars under the terms of a band agreement reached over uh, an operation of its 2018 life tour. Details of the ongoing case emerged in a remotely held UK High Court hearing this week. The members of Culture Club did not appear on the video link during the proceedings. <laughs> a further preliminary hearing will be held on the 3rd of May. So that's interesting. Um, and then we have news that Kylie Minogue has said she will be forever grateful for her time on Neighbours after it was confirmed Aww. that the long-running Australian soap will stop production in June. It's very sad, isn't it? Mad. Even though I've never watched Neighbours. No, but like there are some of those characters that have been on that show for years. Those creators now were all out of work like. 37 kind of years is that it's been on. Yeah, 37 years. Um, it was announced that the daytime drama will end after it lost its key UK broadcaster partner and failed to find alternative funding. The popular show helped launch the careers of many stars, including Minogue's when she joined in 1986 to play the role of Charlene. Uh, the, drama, the drama about the residents of Ramsey Street also helped actors such as Jason Donovan and Margot Robbie find fame. The future of the show has been in doubt after the UK's Channel 5 last month confirmed it would stop airing the show. On Thursday, the show's Twitter account said, we are so sorry to have that to say that after nearly 37 
years and almost 9,000 episodes broadcast, we have to confirm that Neighbours will cease production in June. Following the loss of our key broadcast partner in the UK and despite an extensive search for alternative funding, we simply have no option but to rest the show. To our amazing loyal fans, we know this is a huge disappointment as it is to all of us on the team. We thank you for all your messages and support and promise to end the show on an incredible high. From here on, we are celebrating Neighbours. Oh, that's kind of sad, isn't it? It's the longest running drama series sad, on Australian television. Initially launched on the Country 7 network in 1985, but the channel axed it before 10 picked it up the following year and it became an international hit. In Australia, it has been shown on Digital Channel 10 since Peach in 2011 and has been reliant on the UK broadcaster for funding. So there you go. Hmm. Sad face. And of course, there was massive music news this yeah. week when Taylor Hawkins, the drummer from the Foo Fighters, died, oh, which is very so sad. sad. Apparently, he was a... Very, very nice man and all around good guy, kind of party animal, but friendly, happy chappy and uh, yeah, premature uh, passing. I think he's only yeah, about 50. Yeah, sad because you wonder what they'll do now, like with the touring and stuff. They were supposed to tour soon, I think. Mm-hmm. You'd wonder what they'll do now on the back of that. Will they cancel it or what? Yeah, mad, isn't it? Mad. Oh, very sad. Oh, we were like yesterday, we were coming home from the gym and the... Um, I can't remember which pretty song came out. Some Foo Fighters song came out and we had it blaring. I think it's such good music. Like, mm. it's kind of a pity. And he was very involved as well, apparently, with Dave Grohl, like, with the writing and stuff. Yeah. So. Poor old Dave Grohl. Yeah, he's always sad. losing people. Yeah, he's had an awful run. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, there ends the music news. So that is the crack, Nicola. I'm sure there's loads of stuff meant to mention this week. Oh, my God. You know what we forgot to mention? What? Fox Force 5 is going to be one on the 31st of March. <laughs> wow. They one said year we'd never of us make it, baby. fighting to do this. <laughs> they said we'd never make it. And we it. haven't really had a disagreement all <laughs> year. Yeah. So uh, to mark this, this momentous occasion, I am going to do a little market research to see if people, what they like about the show, what they don't like about the show, blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to put... Um, mm-hmm going to put a little survey together and share it on social media so watch out for that in the next uh, few days maybe a week or so and because uh, yeah I suppose after a year it's good to look at what we've done and what people think we should do mm. in the future and what what we should concentrate on and just kind of get feedback so that we can kind of ref- refine the show a bit because we haven't really done much of that yeah. and I suppose when we set out I wasn't working I had loads of time I had great plans for having guests on and mm. doing lots of different things and now it's very much um, something we do in our own spare time which we don't have an awful lot of so it kind of comes mm-hmm. down to whatever we can arrange and research and um, put together in our own time so I guess just to see what people enjoy about it and if we can make it any better and we will so that is yep, the great idea. plan of action. So watch out for that on social media and please, please do the survey just so we can, you know, give you what you want, what you really, really want. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm off to Newcastle tomorrow. Uh, oh, work. very nice. Yes, I haven't been there for a long time. I was doing the Great North Run the last time I was there. So, yeah, I'm making a podcast about a body that washed up in a beach down there. Very glamorous. Oh, nice. True crime. Mm. Very popular genre. I'll tell you about that in a few weeks' time. And uh, that's the excitement. And then I'm going to see a musical on Thursday night called uh, Everybody's Talking About Jamie. Oh. Have you heard of it? Do you know who's in it? Um, There's a couple of famous people in it. I'm forgetting Mm -hmm. exactly who now, but the guy that plays Alfie Moon in EastEnders, he's in it. Oh, yes. Um, 
Why can't I remember his name? I don't know. And I know. What is his name? And there's yeah, there's a few people kicking a few um famous people in it. I think it's about a transgender um teenager. But I will tell you all about it next week. Shane Ritchie, Kelly. Shane, Shane Ritchie. Ritchie. Jesus Christ. Shane Ritchie. How did we forget yeah. that? Embarrassing. Um, um, somebody else famous Yes, we are off moment. to the rugby. Oh. We're off to the rugby. Sorry, totally interrupted. Nice. Yeah, we're going to rugby on Saturday. So fingers crossed I don't catch COVID. And if I do, I would like to be clear by Easter so we can have a nice Easter. Yes, dear God. <laughs> um, yes, we're going to Munster Leinster with a gang of buddies. So that would be nice. we have to stay nice. quiet. Um, so again, after next weekend until... Easter, so we yes, don't want friends at home again. I know, oh stop. But um, and I'm having my makeup trial that day as well because they're basically yeah. lyrics. I'll be very glam going to the rugby, <laughs> big eyelashes. They're like, who's that girl? <laughs> <laughs> Looking glamorous at the rugby. But, uh, yeah. Very nice. Yeah, we shall see. But uh, that's the crack now. Yeah, that's the crack. The weekend we have a birthday party at the weekend. Hopefully, we'll make that. And it's all go, girl. It's all go. So listen, Bad. happy birthday, Fox First Five, to you and me and to everyone who's listened. And um, there's a prize for anyone that's listened to all of them. No, just joking. There isn't. <laughs> but well done if you did. Um, maybe there will be by next Never year if we get a big sponsor. We'll definitely do a prize for someone who's listened to all of them. Uh, okay, love you all. Great to be back. See you all next Thanks, week. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.